Hello and welcome to the Bitch Slap, the Accelerated Path to Peace podcast. This is a special interview with Rick Hay- Rick Hayhurst, manual therapist Rick Hayhurst. He's been in the manual therapist, uh, manual therapy space for 28 years and counting. He's been a teacher of teachers, um, having schools that teach manual therapy. What that means to you is that uh, he has helped or been a part of helping thousands and thousands of people heal mentally, physically, and emotionally. And uh, I grill Rick in this Tools for a Good Life Summit interview. Like, what are the steps to healing from tumultuous times in life? And uh, he keeps it so simple and starts and starts with the the simple, simple step of sim- simply noticing. Take a listen. It is awesome. Um, yeah, just, you, you got to listen. It's a lot of fun. Enjoy. And oh, yes, don't forget, you can go to toolsforagoodlifesummit.com, register for free, and get access to all 20 free interviews, as well as uh, do the VIP all-access pass and get access to all the bonus interviews, so 40 interviews total, MP3s, transcripts, bonus gifts from the speakers, and on and on. Again, enjoy Rick Hayhurst. Welcome back, everybody, to the Tools for a Good Life Summit. And right now, I would like to introduce to you Rick Hayhurst. Welcome, Rick. Hello, hello, hello. Fantastic. Welcome. I'm going to read your bio real quick. So, Rick, you have been a manual therapist for about 38 years. I believe we hammered hammered it out and decided it was 28 years. Um, you've been a yep. You've been a coach for about 28 years as well. You've created and developed six, six different massage therapy schools. You have produced multiple continuing education programs, and this is for the manual therapy arena. Correct. Yes. And you find yourself quite boring. (laughs) (laughs) Very uninteresting. (laughs) Um, Yes. (laughs) um, I just want to get right to it. So I think, I think that I want to know you've been in manual therapies. And so when we talk about manual therapies, there's obviously massage, things like that. What else fits into manual therapies when you say manual therapies? Anything that manipulates tissue. So if you think about uh, um, the chiropractor is a manual therapist, he's working manual. The physical therapist is a manual therapist. A a napropath is a a manual therapist. A massage therapist is a manual therapist. There are manual therapies that don't fit in those categories. So they're actually just manual therapists. They're called manual therapists. Mm. Okay. And so you tend to be more along the lines of the manual therapists that are manipulating tissues then. Yeah, yeah. In fact, the DO is a manual therapist, the doctor who has a DO designation, doctor oh. of osteopathy. They actually learn osteopathic manipulations. So, oh, cool. Yeah. So uh, some of the uh, continuing education uh, programs that I've run have included all of those modalities. Mm. So not, not just one or the other, but 
um, you know, in pain management has been my, uh, my study and also what I've produced over time. So in any case, uh, that those are manual therapies. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for answering that question. And, uh, I noted for you that, uh, you transformational massage and body work. And so I think someone such as myself, who maybe has been a bit, um, in my younger years was a bit, uh, what's the word? I don't know if contemptuous, skeptical. So not contemptuous, but skeptical of like the, the usefulness of massage, like transformational. I would think, uh, I'm not sure if that's something I would say about massage or other sorts of body work, but as I've gotten to where I am today, I mean, mentally and then emotionally, I'm like, oh yeah, we, as humans, we hold a lot of stuff energetically inside that would be awesome if we could release it via some transformational massage and body work. And I, I know you're going to say yes to that. So my question to you is like, tell me some before and afters that you've seen with some of your clients of like, yeah, this was the state they came in. This is we did. And this is where they are. Yeah. Such a great such a great conversation to have really like what is the story your body is telling like yeah. what is that story and every body is telling a story the story your body is telling may or may not be the same story your mouth is telling mm. and so to really get into the distinction between what is the story the body is telling uh, as a as a result of what is the energy that I'm holding? What is the trauma that I'm holding? Mm-hmm. You know, a, a ballet dancer is telling one story, and then the person on the couch who hasn't moved for thirty years is telling that body's telling a different story. Mm-hmm. And it's no judgment about one or the other. It's just a story that the body tells. And so when you think about the before and after of a transformational session, so fundamentally, I'm a coach. Fundamentally, I'm an educator. I'm a coach. I've been educating uh, my whole professional life and coaching people through uh, experiences, trauma, often uh, all of that time. So when you think about putting a session together for someone who has a body that's telling a story. So one story would be headaches. Woman walks in my room. Excuse me. I've had headaches for 40 years and I don't know what you're going to do for me. (laughs) And she's a little bit angry. Yeah. And I said, well, I'm not going to do anything for you because that presentation doesn't allow me to mm. you know, like, I just want to honor where you are and where you are is like, I've had headaches for 40 years. And what are you going to do about it? Well, I'm not going to do anything about it, <laughs> you know, but I'm going to invite you to do something about it. And is that, are you ready for that? Because maybe she's not, you know, you got to understand that 40 years of a headache is an identity. It's not just a headache. It's an identity. And it's a story that lives inside of that person. And that's expressed in the body of that person. Now, if you look at where the body is, the body's a vehicle in life. So that lives in her life. You know, headaches live in her life. So if you want to unravel that, you have to get that you're unraveling a life, you're unraveling identity. Mm-hmm. So let me just check in with you. Uh, How is that occurring for you as I'm saying that? I, I like it. I, well, I mean, I don't, I, I don't like it, <laughs> but I like it. Um, I'm not sure if I'm answering the question. Yeah. 
Yeah. So like it or not, what is it saying to you? What's occurring inside of your own body as you're hearing me say like 40 years, you know, I, I, what are you going to do about it? Like, how's it occurring for you? As I'm just being that person who's holding that space that's saying, I'm not going to do anything about it. Yeah. Meaning when, so, so you're asking me, like, if I were to hear, Hey, Misha, what are you going to do about this? Is that, that, is that, am I understanding that right? So we'll edit this out. (laughs) So the, so, and then we'll end take two. So, uh, so the gift of having that person who comes in, who says, um, you know, I've got 40 years, what are you going to do about it? You know, healing happens on the inside. So Mm -hmm. healing is our responsibility. What are we going to do to heal ourselves? Now we look outside of ourselves for support for practitioners, therapists, um, etc. You know, like yes. we look outside for the coach to say, we need to do step one, step two, step three, whether or not we do it is up to us, yes. whether or not our body changes as a result of a manual therapy is up to us. Yes. And okay. sometimes again, we have a holding pattern and it's, it's an identity pain okay. can become an identity. <clears throat> so yes. person comes in 40 years of headaches. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. What would you like to do about it? A lot of, lot of resistance. Like my doctor told me to come and that's why I came. Okay, yeah. great. All right, great. Tell me about your headache. Wow. You know, and I get into the story, you know, I had a child and it's from the epidural. I'm sure of it. Yes. And that could be the case. It could be true. Yes. So I pull up some charts uh, and I say, Hey, let's just look at some pain patterns. And as you look at these charts, do you see yourself in any of these images of pain cause of pain and referral patterns, things like that. And she says, yes, there's me, there's me, there's me, there's me. Now, when a person responds like that, the truth is it probably is them. It probably is what they're dealing with. And so I say, okay, great. Well, this is what I suggest. How about we treat these things? And before we do that, my question to you though is, you've had headaches for 40 years you've seen doctors, you've seen specialists, you've changed your diet, you've done all kinds of things to approach healing these headaches or this headache. What is missing? And she says, I I don't know, I don't know. And I said, well, you have to get that something's missing in the formula because 40 years of treatment and still having the same pathology, just, just looking at like, is there something missing? She says, well, I really don't know. What do you think is missing? And I said, proper treatment. I think proper treatment is missing. I think you're doing a great job with what you're doing and you, you've landed in this chair. So let's, let me just invite you to this experience. You know, maybe this experience can inform you or your body in a way that it hasn't been informed before. Mm. Great. She, she was like, little like, okay. <laughs> you know, like yeah. one of those. And I was so grateful for her. She's a beautiful human. Like this, we're talking about a beautiful woman. We're not talking about um, anything else. We're talking about a beautiful, educated, highly educated human. Yes. And so I invited her to lay on the table. And I think I touched her for uh, about 20 minutes, a little manual therapy in her head and her neck and <clears throat> treated what I, what I uh, saw in the charts that she defined as her, as her. And finished, again, just 20 minutes of manual therapy. And I said, let's just check in. How are you doing? Well, I don't have a headache anymore. And I said, when's the last time you didn't have a headache? I told you it was 40 years ago. 
And I said, okay, so in 40 years, you have had zero interruption in the headache expressing itself painfully. Yes, 40 years. I said, and today, right now, uh, you don't have a headache. I don't have a headache. What did you do? <laughs> and I said, let's just check in. I said, okay with you that you don't have a headache. Yes. Okay. What I did was treat you according to what I explained in the beginning. And we looked at the charts and we just addressed what you pointed out. So we just followed your lead. Well, I don't have a headache. And I said, what you have to define for yourself is, are you okay with that? Because I can't support you if you're not. So if you're okay with that, we can go forward. If you're not, then I can't treat you. Well, I'm okay. I said, great, I'll see you in three days. And I want you in my schedule every three days for you know this much time. Let's just check in. We'll do six sessions. If we want to cancel any of that, we can. Let's just put it in the calendar. Okay. So leaves, comes back, you know, in three days. <clears throat> How are you doing? I don't have a headache. And I said, isn't that amazing? What did you do? And I said, do you want the headache? No. And I said, then look at your face and tell your face that you don't want the headache. <laughs> And she, you know, is confronted by that. <laughs> yes. and, I, and I said, listen, you know, you have an entire life set up to support being in pain. And I understand that. Like, it's okay that you have that. But in order to change it, sometimes we have to look at, like, what are the systems that keep me in a holding pattern? And then how can I transform that holding pattern so that I can then transform the expression of the pain, which in this case is just a headache. And I said, so I'm only inviting you. I'm just inviting you. Like it's not, it means nothing to me. I hope you get out of pain, but it doesn't affect my life, but I'm just inviting you. Are you, are you willing to be in this work? Yes. <laughs> great. You know, great. And the gift of this story is just that healing is possible. Healing is, is possible. And it starts really with a mindset. Yes. The expression of pain is not the beginning of the pain. You got to get the iceberg, you know, like the tip of the iceberg is the expression of pain, but what's underneath of it. And so as we address that mindset, like, are you okay with it? Mm. Like, do you want it? And what are the systems that you have in place to support what you've used to have versus creating new systems to support what you want to have? Mm. And those are, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, I want to get to the question because I think this is naturally leading into the question, but I want to make sure I ask it of you. Um, so I'm going to ask you a question. I'm also going to put you on pause really quick because as expected, my son has come to life and he's, I don't know if you can hear him in the background, but he is just, <laughs> you can't? Okay, good. Hold on. So that leads me to the question. Naturally, I don't even think I need to ask this because you were diving right in, but I do want to frame it. And I think that that person right there that you're telling me the story is a, is a great frame, but I'm going to give you a scenario and then I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Think of life as a three-legged stool of relationships, finances, and health. Now think of someone who is or was successful and has two of those legs fall out from under them. And this could be a combination of divorce, career upheaval, financial stress, kids acting out or not going the direction they want. 
There could be physical health challenges like headaches <laughs> uh, for themselves or for loved ones. Maybe there's a death in the family and continued failed relationships. And to pull uh, and to top it off, there pull yourself up from your bootstraps, your fix it, and your push your way through it methods that have served us for so well for so long are no longer working. They need new tools. So for me, like I went through a divorce, financial upheaval. I was very successful at work, and then all of a sudden I wasn't, and trying to. You know, it was definitely existential crisis, midlife crisis, you know, death in the family, like working my way through it was no longer working. I needed new tools. And by the grace of God, I was willing to look, you know, and be open minded. So, my question to you thinking of your modality, transformational massage and body work, what are the exact next steps you would offer this person? So they know they are headed in the new right direction, that they will have positive momentum towards getting their life back on track. Yeah, what a great question. Mm. It's such a beautiful question. You know, fundamentally, I'm a coach. I'm an educator. And I, when I hear that question and I think about people who have uh, physiological struggles and emotional struggles, and, and even just life struggles. I think that the biggest uh, exact step to take is to pause, mm -hmm. is just to pause and just to notice. If you, it, you know, sometimes we lose the, the leg of the chair and we don't even know we lost it. Mm -hmm. We can lose two legs of a chair and not know we lost it. Mm -hmm. Life is happening and life is happening fast and life is happening chaotically sometimes. And so, if I don't even notice where I am, like what my support system is, did I lose a leg on that stool? I, there's, there's really nothing else to say. I need to notice. I need to stop and pause and just notice. Mm. The gift of noticing is that it's noticing. It's not judging. It's mm. not assessing. It's not evaluating. It's just noticing. Mm. And sometimes we notice more with a glance than we notice as we focus in. Notice your vision as you focus sees one thing, the thing that you're looking at. But when you glance, you see everything. And so noticing is, is, is akin to just a glance. Let's just, let's just get the whole picture. Mm -hmm. Let's not even articulate or define or, or call it like the color blue. Like let's just be with the experience of, well, what is it to notice? What is it just to notice? So the exact next step in the chaos as you described it is in, from in my world is step one is just notice mm. once you notice you can begin then to take inventory of what you're noticing you could then start defining and describing and articulating all of the elements that you're noticing you want to get there's elements that you can notice and you can define and you can articulate but there's elements that you can't even know mm. it's just beyond your view or sometimes it doesn't have a language yet. Sometimes we can't articulate what we're noticing. This may sound like a silly question, but I'm, I'm curious, like someone's like, what would you tell someone when you're like, if you say, I want you to notice, I want you to do that, just glance, glance around, notice, like 
what are like what what's like an actionable step to notice and that might sound funny but literally someone who's not used to it is you got to be like well here's how you notice things for yeah. example i have a whole practice of people who say what do you mean notice yeah. <laughs> and i say just look mm. just look what is the circumstance just look the the gift of that is knowing that were we raised in a culture where someone said look were we raised in a family where someone said hey just look were we raised in a situation where we did we foster that has our life fostered that mm-hmm. where like just noticing is part of the process the majority of people that i work with haven't been given permission to notice they've been in the practice of not noticing because the job requires them to not notice. Wait, I can't work on this headache. I got to be at this office. I have to teach this course. I can't notice this headache. I got to go home and raise this child. I can't notice this headache. I got a husband to deal with. I can't notice this headache. I got parents that are aging. I can't notice this headache. I got something else. So, you know, being willing just to notice gives you access to what are all the things? Like, what are all the things? Sometimes noticing the things are just like, wow, this is amazing. There's a rose there. It's in full bloom. Well, what else do you notice about the rose? Oh, there's a couple thorns. <laughs> and if you don't notice, you <laughs> might grab it <laughs> and it will let you know. I like that. I liked about what you were saying, too, in, in regards to the scenarios. It's like notice perhaps your physical state. Notice perhaps your work state. Notice perhaps the relationship state, right? Or your relationships state, I guess, is if I'm hearing what you're saying. Yeah, I, I view the world holistically, as holistically as I can. Mm. And I support whole people. You know, I don't, I don't support one aspect of human. When you deal with healing, you're dealing with healing the whole of human. Now, I'm not healing anyone. I'm inviting people into a circumstance where they can experience something for themselves. And by virtue of that, uh, transformation can occur. So it's, a, it's really a, a matter of uh, setting up circumstance and inviting people into the circumstance. Making sense? I love that. Yeah, it does. Totally. Um, so cool. Pause, notice step one, which, and I'm guessing, I think I heard you imply step two is inventory or were we ready to move on to the next step? I don't mean to, to push yeah. on, but no. Yeah, absolutely. So once you pause and notice, and again, just with a glance, we can notice more than with a focus. Mm. Once we notice and we kind of take it all in, then we can start to articulate or maybe even lean in, like lean into what draws you. You know, like, for example, I have headaches, but if I, t- if I notice the experience I'm having from a more holistic point of view, I may not even be drawn to the headache. If I've been telling the story about the headache, like it's from an epidural, I actually may be drawn to the divorce that happened soon after the child was born. I may be drawn to cancer that my great aunt had that I didn't even know was there to notice. Like maybe just lean in and let yourself be drawn to that thing that needs attention. Instead of like, you know, mentally we got it all figured out, don't we? We got it all figured out. 
and the world is so safe because I got it all figured out. I don't have to worry about too many adventures <laughs> because I got it all figured out. I can control everything because I got it all figured out. Let's just pretend for a moment that we don't have to have it all figured out and that we can just lean into something. It may take me somewhere that I just never thought about. Like I may be leaning into like, oh, wow, I had twins. One died, one was born. I've only focused on the one that was born. I never even gave the chance for me to grieve the fact that I lost a child. Now that's possible. Leaning in gives us access to what is that thing that's speaking to us that may need our attention that we just never even thought of. Again, without judging, without evaluating, because we lean in and we, we lean into like the field, the pasture. Okay, why is that getting my attention? I don't know. So just lean into it for a moment. Be with that pastor. So lean in is, is one way I'm hearing this is perhaps let your thoughts go a direction where you were hesitant to let them go before. Yeah, if, you, if you're willing to lean in, it may not be a thought. It may not be a feeling. Mm. It may be beyond thought and feeling. You know, there, there is a space before thought and feeling. And so leaning in can just give you access to something you haven't thought or felt. Mm. So if, if that becomes a moment of discovery and without it being too esoteric and too like, okay, that's cuckoo, <laughs> you know, yeah. like without creating that for people, just giving us permission to lean into what is the experience of my life that needs attention. Mm. And it could simply be the headache. Like mm. I'm leaning in. Okay. The headache's got it. Okay, great. Let's do that. Mm. Like, or, you know, when I had that argument, my mom, you know, 10 years ago, still alive for me. Okay, let, let's work on, let's treat that. Mm. Like, what is the thing? The mm. thing might be exactly what we think it is. And it might not be what we think it is. Mm. Pain is not necessarily physical. Yeah. And also not necessarily emotional. Mm. What is it? Well, I don't know what it is for you. But if you lean in, you might get clear. Like, okay, there's this thing. There's this thing. I used the wrong hair dye. So there's that thing, <laughs> you know, like, oh man, that's taking my attention. <laughs> do you, how do you, when you're telling someone to lean in, are you giving them any, any like guidance in that regard? I, I it might sound crazy or a, a weird question, but, or are you just, is it more of lean in and let me just telling you lean in, let the experience take you where it's going to be? Or are you like, hey, lean in and I want you to, to stop and take five minutes or I want you to pull out a pen and paper or? Yeah, what a great question. It's not overly prescriptive. Uh, so that when you give per people permission to be free, which is really the, the new, that's the new mindset is to be okay. free. Mm. You know, it's not overly prescriptive. It's rather a, uh, an, an exercise in guiding people to an experience that they may never have had before. Mm. When you consider uh, an, an experience that we never had before, we might use the word possibility. Like mm -hmm. if you lean into what's possible, what's possible is an experience you may never had before. Mm. And so if we're overly prescriptive, then we narrow the view. Mm. So you know, I could be overly prescriptive, but is that going to support what you need? Mm. And if you're, if I'm willing to listen to the story of your body and give you access to, well, what is the story that it's telling? 
I really want to be out of the way of that. I want you to be free in that. But that's, that's challenging, you know, for people, you know, a lot of us live in a situation where we, we prefer for someone else to tell us mm-hmm. I'm not responsible, man. If you tell me I'm not responsible. So, you know, I could tell you and then you wouldn't be responsible. Okay, great. Now we don't have healing. We have something else. Yeah. <laughs> you know? okay. yeah. Cool. I like it. Thank you for that. All right. Yeah. Lean in. What do we do after we lean in a little bit? You know, it's really up to you, but, um, you know, I, I feel like, again, using the headache as the foundation of the example, foundation mm-hmm. of the story, you know, it, it, as, as we got to lean into that story, there were, there were several things that, that came forward and some were career, some were home, some were relationship. And so we did get a chance to do some coaching around home, career and relationship. And we got to really explore that from a coaching point of view and how those things are, uh, are contributing factors, we would call them, to the system of headaches. Mm. You know, there's some contributing factors. And uh, as a coach, you know, I don't get into the emotional process so much, although there's emotion there a lot of times. Um, but rather, you know, coaching is about finding the limitation. It's, it can be really about looking for the breakthrough. You know, like if you got this career thing going on, what is it that you want to create? Mm. We got what you got, but what do you want to create? Mm. And then really stepping into, okay, great. If that's what you want to create for yourself, then what's standing in the way? And now that's again, up to that person. It's not up to me. It's up to that person. What are the things that, uh, that when they lean in, what are the things that are showing up? Mm. You know, and obviously there's that practical aspect of, okay, what do you want to deal with? You know, like what's, what's most important to you? What's most important for me in any of the scenarios of my work is pain. Pain is priority. And that's how I coach. Pain is priority. So if you've got pain, we got to deal with that first. We can deal with every other thing, but we got to deal with the headaches because you don't really care about that relationship when you got a headache that's disrupting your life you don't care about career coaching when you got a headache that's disrupting your life you know like and it becomes a ridiculous conversation to like step over it so for me I coach that pain is priority let's not pretend let's just let's deal with that and whether I can deal with that or send you to some place that can deal with that that's okay it doesn't uh, there's no attachment there what is it what is the therapy that you need what is the treatment that you need and let's deal with the pain we can deal with all those other things. Like there's a, there's a whole system to support those things. Um, but that, that's what I would say in terms of what do we deal with? Well, first I would say pain, but the rest of that is just up to you. Mm-hmm. That's up to you too, by the way, if you prefer to be in pain. Remember my question to her was, is it okay with you? Because it wasn't okay with her at first. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I'm struck that... Um, we're not talking about a lot of, of massage and body work. Right. And, 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 um, I'm, I'm, so can you answer that or, or talk to that? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so I'm a manual therapist and I'm a coach and, uh, transformational work is really about the mindset that is in play 
creating limitations in the expression of life. Hmm. And so when you're, when you're looking at limitation, yes, there's headaches there in this example, but what are the contributing factors? If we don't deal with contributing factors, we're not treating headache. Yeah. We're treating a symptom. We're not treating a headache. Hmm. If you look at the whole person, you get to be aware of there are these manual therapy techniques to treat headaches and it's not very difficult, but hydration is super important with headaches. It might be the number one cause of headaches, but that, that could be a contributing factor. Now, yeah. so there's that, you know, there's, there's like, oh yeah, there's, there's contributing factors. Mm. But when you, your question is around, we're not really talking about manual therapy so much. We're talking about these other things. When you thinking about transformational work, mindset is key. Yeah. So in my last school, the fundamental um, program was mindset training. Yeah. We, we predicated an entire program on mindset training and we taught technique on top of that. But so if it, the manual massage technique on top of the mindset. Yeah. We, yes, exactly. That's right. Okay. And, yeah. and so I, th I think two things, one, just the fact, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, and but I get the impression that even just having that physical work done, if your mindset isn't quite right yet, but it can provide relief and release of energy and open up thinking that maybe just the, the idea that someone goes in and says, All right, I'm willing to be worked on, I'm willing to have these, you know massage this massage modality to start releasing energy and perhaps opening uh you know giving me space to start to notice using your words or giving me space to start articulating or leaning in right so is am i intuitively looking at that correctly or no Carolyn Mace gives us a great, uh, a great gift in her work, Anatomy of Spirit, where she teaches that we can access healing through any aspect of self. You know, I can access healing for my physical being as I manage my spiritual being. Mm. I can access uh, healing for my physical being as I manage my emotional being or my mental being. So exactly as you're saying, can I access healing as you work on my physical being? Absolutely. Yeah. There doesn't need to be a word spoken. Yeah. 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 Now, and, and so, you know, fundamentally, I'm an educator and a coach. So yes. that's not my purview. I don't necessarily do that kind of work. I don't just touch. <laughs> There's an earthquake. <laughs> <I know. laughs> <The> coaster. <laughs> Go on. Okay. Well, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you don't just primarily address the physical or via touch, I guess. Yeah, would be the way to say yeah it. no, in fact, um, and, and, and it doesn't really matter. I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's yeah. just a matter of like what is for the person who's the practitioner, what is their purview? You know, it's called best use of the self. What is yeah. be, or best use? It's called, sorry. So what is the best use of me as a, as a, as a um, contributor to in life? What's the best use? My best use is as an educator and a coach. I have training and experience in, in, uh, in pain management as a manual therapist. So I get to contribute in that way. Mm. But 
when I walk in a room, I walk in the room as a whole being with a whole lot of training and experience in, a, in the breadth of healing work. So my lens isn't just, can I touch you? It's not the lens. No, for sure. Yeah, the lens is, is different. And for people who have only that lens, that is perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. You can absolutely change a being with, well, uh, honestly, with just your presence. You don't yeah. have to touch. You know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I was just, I, I, you know, I think of two things. I think of somebody who, the, excuse my language, the shits hit the fan in their life for all intents and purposes, right? And they're like, all right, I, 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 like I said, you know, like perhaps my, my neuroses or my lack of control as it was starting, the, as the, <laughs> the, the, world was shining its light on my a lack of control the illusion of control was being stripped away <laughs> faster than i appreciated and you know for me like i went and did some some you know some different style of 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 work of of modalities tapped into different modalities that helped give me hope that it was going to be okay right like it's it's like there's that period where for me like i was not suicidal but i was like i see why people take their lives because my i had hit that dark place in life where my thinking i mean it was just dark i was like holy crap i see why people perhaps end their lives i don't mean to go there didn't necessarily go dark here but 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 uh I was like, yeah, okay. I had more empathy. And so I was like, all right, I need more than just, you know, so I was like, oh yeah, meditation or, um, you know, journaling, or I started doing some like more energy style work. Right. Or I like, for whatever reason, you know, then it's like, oh yeah, that massage is such a good, like some to start letting out that energy of historically we've been bottling it up. So I think that like what you offer, what massage offers, and you can validate this or not, is like to give somebody that grain of hope that like, hey, like we don't need to fix it all. You can come in, we can start talking, you can get some, some manual work done and we might not fix the problem in the moment, but you will feel like you are heading in that new right direction, right? Does that, have you seen that? Because I think I'm just trying to bring it down to, to this more real, like we've got somebody that's hurting emotionally, mentally, perhaps it's coming out of them physically, right? Like, it's like, oh, hey, it's all going to be okay. Come on in. Let's get you a massage. Let's start having a conversation, right? Yeah, it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful reminder that we just don't need words, that sometimes I just need to be touched. And mm. that's what I need. And the validation that comes through touch is extraordinary. Mm. And that validation alone says, oh, my goodness, I'm okay. Like, I can be okay. And that touch reminds me, all of a sudden, I, I'm, I might be living upstairs and all that swirl. 
And that touch just brings me back down into my body and reminds me like, oh, wow, I have, you know, a torso, I have legs, I have feet, I have hands, like, wow, like I have this. And so that swirl that was happening, you know, five seconds ago can just magically disappear as a result of not only the validation, but the physiological response to the touch, which is endorphins yeah. and, you know, various levels of, of endorphins. And endorphins are the body's natural painkillers. There are our, our, um, our pleasure feelings, you know, so just a, a, by virtue of this positive touch, you know, endorphins are released into the body, creating a sense of wellness, changing uh, some of that other negative, uh, whatever the chemicals are that's causing some of that, you know, that stress mm-hmm. response. So it's, it's absolutely true, valid, important, and necessary to have positive touch in our lives. So I'm not a non-touch therapist, although I can be. And uh, I think that it's absolutely uh, prudent for every human to be touched in a positive way. So positive, healthy touch can change communities. Imagine instead of going, I, I, I used to say this actually a lot when we were dealing with the war in Iraq, um, even the first Gulf War, like, what if we just went over and sent like a hug committee? <laughs> you know, like, like instead of what we're doing, what if we just like laid a hand on top of a hand mm. and just sat in the quiet like that for a moment? Like what would happen then? Mm. Like what if we put world leaders together and we just uh, like, instead of sitting uncomfortably shoulder to shoulder, like what if we actually just like figured a way that what would be safe for you um, uh, to lay my hand on your shoulder. Can I just lay my hand on your shoulder and just run experiments like that? What would happen? Yeah. You know, touch yeah. is prudent in the world. We, we, we have the science for that. And even before the science, we have the knowing for that. And we have the expressions of that. Thank you, mom, for holding me. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. So, just back to sort of the steps, like I'm trying to give people like actionable, actionable content so they can like, we don't need to solve the problem. Now we just need to get people headed in the new right direction. Right. Like, and so someone walks in, you're like, Hey, you know what? Let's pause. Let's notice. This is what I'm going to encourage you to do. In the meantime, let's do some work, right? Some, whatever, whatever, modality touch modality or body work modality i'm i'm looking over at my notes over <laughs> um and then you know lean in to what's coming up cuz stuff's going to come up if i'm willing and i'm leaning in and i'm physically if i'm manually being manipulated i don't know if that's the right term to use but stuff's going to start coming up that we need to start paying attention to. Right. So then we go, what was our third step? Uh, then it was like, all right, sort of address, pluck out what we want to work on. Is that what I heard you say? Yeah. So if pain, if you've got pain, pain is first. Yeah. Pain is first. Yeah. There's so Um, many to, to address um, uh, manual therapy, you know, you can think of the spa massage as is, is the common understanding of massage therapy, like Swedish massage. 
That's wonderful. Deep tissue massage. That's wonderful. We don't have to talk about that. We don't have to talk about anything, <laughs> you know, just like yeah. enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. And I'm a spa lifer. Like I'm a spa lifer, you know, yeah. I'm a, I'm a weekly on a table somewhere yeah. and, um, and, and have been and blessed in this life from being educated this way. But, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't go to talk. I, I go to receive. And then that's my process, you know? And so that, you know, talking isn't necessarily part of the process, but in terms of what do you do next in the practical steps, when you're thinking about a manual therapy or a healing paradigm, you know, uh, you get to prioritize what that is. If there's no pain, what is it that you want to work on? And maybe it's just stress management. Maybe it's just that relaxation. That's okay. There's a lot of things to look at. So it's, I it's love that. not as simple as step one, step two, step three. Mm. When people say, well, what do you do? If you're going to work with me in manual therapy, what do you do? I listen and follow. That's mm. all I do. I listen and follow. What do you do in a coaching session? I listen and follow. What do you do with clients when you're setting up a marketing plan? I listen and follow. Mm. What are you doing when you're creating communities for transformation? I listen and follow. So you know what what is the training the training is to listen and follow mm. i love that um what are we have we missed anything as far as our imaginary person or our headache person or are you like good now let's just uh, i guess I guess I'm looking for the end point or not. I'm, I'm, I'm going, all right, how are we going to put a bow on this? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So, uh, you know, we worked together probably for two years, uh, in that time, one time she said that she had a headache come back, but it wasn't the same headache she had for 40 years. So just a different experience in her body, wherever that restriction was. And then years later, uh, she invited me uh, to get together for lunch. And so we got together for lunch and she said to me, <laughs> I still don't have headaches. And I got to tell you, you changed my life. And I tell everyone about you. And I said, no, you changed your life. <laughs> you know, like healing happens on the inside. And so that there was something that inspired you to make some changes, even if that was the touch or the conversation or whatever, the changes occur as a result of our willingness to make those changes. The restriction mm -hmm. releases as a result of us being willing to release the restriction. Yes, somebody might touch it. Someone might say something valuable. Like, I'm an amazing coach. I'm a great coach. But healing happens on the inside. Mm -hmm. You are responsible for that. And I want to hold a space for you to be safe in that. And then to guide you in the ways that I can, according mm -hmm. to my education and experience. And then if it's yeah. beyond me, I, I need to refer you out. You know? Yes. Like, yes. Okay. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, very good. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at my notes. <laughs> so I think that that is a good place to stop. And so if this, if this interview with Rick was fantastic and you want to get even more content from Rick upgrade to the all access pass for that bonus interview, which is what we are going to do next. Any final thoughts to share that we did not get a chance to cover, Rick? Uh, drink more water and go take a walk. <laughs> and go take a walk. <laughs> I love it. Sometimes yeah, like, it's as simple as that, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you for that. That's amazing. 
Um, and you can find Rick at blitzb.com, www.blitzbe.com, as well as transformationalcoach.us. And it's spelled as it sounds, transformationalcoach.us. Again, click the button on this page. It could be there. It could be over there to get unlimited access to all of these interviews in the all access pass. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for spending time with me today. As someone who is committed to growth and service to this world, I so appreciate your willingness to come with me, go within, and serve our world through change. If you found value in this podcast and you know someone who can use this message, share this episode with them. Share it so our mission can be achieved one episode at a time. And of course, subscribe so you can hear more. And lastly, for more resources on what has helped me on my journey and can help you on yours, go to belove.media forward slash resources. That's B-E-L-O-V-E dot media forward slash resources. Thank you again for listening.